Welcome to the Wandering Pilgrims podcast. Thanks for joining us again on our journey through Pilgrim's Progress. This will be the eighth part of our Pilgrim's Progress discussion series. Um, (laughs) I would definitely recommend, (laughs) if you've read it recently, to start at the beginning of all of these because you kind of, kind of come in at the end here. Um, And I would definitely recommend reading it before listening to these or reading it and going through it together because there's so much here to try to remember and having it fresh in your mind really makes a big difference. And we are by far not even the Cliff Notes version. (laughs) (laughs) So I would definitely recommend that to you guys. There's some links in the descriptions. Uh, We'll talk about that a little later. Um, But feel free to check those out too um, if you're needing a copy of the book. So I guess first things first, spoiler alert. I'm getting pretty good at remembering that now. Mm-hmm. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't read the book, you may come across some things in this podcast that could spoil some things for you. <laughs> um, so, last episode was a pretty heavy episode. Mm-hmm. It dealt a lot with Doubting Castle and Giant Despair and Depression, um, where Christian and Hopeful were. Um, and that was more than halfway through Christian's journey to the Celestial City. Um, a little recap about the book, if you don't know, uh, Pilgrim's Progress was second best-selling, was and or is the second best-selling book, aside from the Bible, written by John Bunyan in the 1600s, who was an illegal preacher and wrote it while he was imprisoned. So, um, I think that's a pretty good little recap of what we just Mm -hmm. discussed and, and about the book. Um, so, you ready? Oh, yeah. So, um, like we said, they escaped giant despair in the last episode. Mm Mm-hmm. We had a lot of discussion about depression and rabbit holes about depression and whole wide spectrum of age ranges about depression as well. So um, when we finally kind of left them off, they were back on the path. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the first thing that they really come to next is a place called the Delectable Mountains. And I just picture this place filled with orchards and apples yeah (laughs) but (laughs) that's how I I picture it to be and it just sounds like a beautiful place Hmm. and they meet some shepherds there who they get to know and they ask them like whose land is this and they say it's Emmanuel's land Mm -hmm. and all these sheep here are his and that he would die for any of these these sheep and he like he takes care of them. They're they're his flock in these mountains. And so the shepherds hosted them for a while, took care of them for a while, kind of this was like a waypoint yeah. in the story to set them up for the next <clears throat> phase of their journey. Mm-hmm. Um there were four shepherds whose names were knowledge, experience, watchful and sincere. Now, I know we've talked about several rabbit holes with this section. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The first place that the, well, the shepherds kind of, they, they go to sleep and the shepherds wake them up and they're like, we're going to show you some things. And the first thing that they take them to is the hill of error. Mm-hmm. And when they get to the top of this hill, right? There's, they just kind of look down while they're looking around. And at the bottom of this hill, they see men who have been dashed to pieces from a fall. Mm-hmm. And like, they're talking about it with the shepherds and everything. And they're like, it's, it's just like, um, two people whose names I can't really say very well. Hymenaeus and Philetus. That's right. People who followed them. 
Yes, that's right. And that was what First Timothy one twenty and Second Timothy two, I think seventeen eighteen were them. Yeah. Second Second Timothy two sixteen through eighteen. Oh, okay. Okay. And First Timothy one eighteen through twenty. Okay. Now I'm not too familiar with this story. <laughs> so best I can best I can tell. Uh, Hymenaeus and Philetus. Uh, Philetus was an apostle of Hymenaeus. Okay. Um, and Hymenaeus taught um, preterism. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems to be full preterism. Well, um, now, what preterism, is preterism? <laughs> so preterism is the idea that all the prophecies. Or most of the prophecies of the Bible are for, are fulfilled pre seventy A.D. So pre destruction, second destruction. So of that the would include Masada, Masada right? Because that was in sixty six. Yes. That would include the the rebellion which brought about the destruction of the temple yes. and everything. Yeah. Okay. So this like parts of Revelation. Yeah. Daniel, like all of these major prophecies. So they think all of that was like shoved in are, 30, 40 years after yeah, Christ? Yeah, all of this is fulfilled after the death of Christ, but before the destruction of the temple in 70 AD by Titus. Okay. Um, and that, like, this is the new age. Yeah. Everyone has already been judged. Okay. You see the danger in that? <laughs> Yeah, so if you already know every sin here, I've ever committed and I'm going to commit, then I can commit whatever sin I choose. That's what it seems to be alluding to. Okay. That this leads to. Okay. And there's another character that's mentioned later on that we can get into that part a little bit more. That sounds like some of the but times no. when judge not lest ye should be judged is thrown around. Yeah. Similarly. Yeah. Basically, so I've already been judged get, or God is my judge, therefore... Yeah. And you still have people that espouse this today, full yeah. preterism. Okay. That everything that you read in Revelation and everything that you read, that it every prophecy in the Bible has already been fulfilled. Yeah, I have heard some people say that right. it, it all dealt with just the Romans. Yeah. But, I mean, you can see some correlation there, but just because you can doesn't mean that it, I mean, that yeah. time is a long. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then you have, you have partial uh, preterists that believe that some of it some of it has been fulfilled like that right now during the time of the Gentiles mm-hmm. um, we're also living in Revelation like it's Which happening all congruently it. right now you're talking not just the book of Revelation you're talking all prophecy Daniel all, all of them yes Isaiah that's, yeah that some of it has happened and that some, some of, of it, it has. hasn't happened yet but is going to happen mm-hmm. leading up to the day of judgment the day of the Lord okay right and then you have futurists okay which is nothing's happened most evangelical Christians okay uh, that Revelation hasn't happened yet at all, okay. but will take place in the future. Okay, you're talking rapture esque. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that breaks it down a little better. Mm-hmm. I understand. At least I understand what the word means now. Yeah. <laughs> so this dude was yeah. preaching that it's already happened. All so, of it's already so happened. You don't have to worry about anything you do. We're just waiting on the day of the Lord. You're already been judged. Well, I didn't. That's called antinomianism. Um, we'll get into okay. that here in a minute. I don't. I'm not quite sure. It didn't really allude to him preaching that, but it alludes to him preaching. You don't have to worry about what sins about you commit. Preterism, basically. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Antinomianism is 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 the idea that that because Christ has already returned, mm-hmm. right? Because of his sacrifice, you don't. There is no moral law. Oh, okay. He fulfilled the moral law. So, that's the other part. So, and what was this dude? <laughs> See, I'm confused. <laughs> well, so, we'll get, we'll get to him in a minute when, he's, when he comes up. So, what were these two preaching? So these two are preaching about the, just the idea that 
Everything's already fulfilled. Every yeah, ever everything everything <laughs> is already fulfilled, um, which can lead you down a lot of wrong paths when you're interpreting, or you begin to interpret things differently. Yeah, differently. Okay. So interpret things differently. Like, is there any information as to what that means? Well, you can imagine if if right now we're living. In the new earth. Okay. What all can you get away with? Seeing as all of that prophecy is already fulfilled. What kind of paths can you go down? Well, see, if everything is already finished. Well, it doesn't even try. No, Because it sin shouldn't be... There should be no more sin. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's plain as day that there's still sin. So... Yeah. That doesn't... Like, where do you even come up... With that, yeah. I, okay, okay. Well, I understand what he's <laughs> what he's doing. So basically, yeah. they're preaching blasphemy. Yeah, they're blasphemy. Okay, because mm. that's that's kind of where I figured this was going from from listening to the book and reading it was was like a blaspheme kind of deal. Yeah. But didn't know I was a little more simplistic in my <laughs> in what I figured they were doing. Yeah. So that was a little more. Uh, trippy and hard to follow um but good job explaining it i at least understand what they were talking about now Thank you. <laughs> um so then i mean do you have anything else you'd like to add about these two in particular or well we there's another person that comes up here in a little bit but he's also mentioned along with hymenaeus well, we uh, haven't then, gotten to him yet. Yeah. Do you want so to? We'll, we'll come back to that. You want to come back to him? Yeah. Or, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to jump back and forth or not in this episode, so I figured I would ask before we get down <laughs> a rabbit hole that's like way in the future, and then we got to go in the ba- in the past and then go back to the future. <laughs> okay. So that takes care of the hill of error mm-hmm. and why all the men were dashed at the bottom. Basically, all those men blasphemed mm-hmm. and created their own word of God and interpretation of the word of God and okay I can totally get why that would be with the hill of error yeah (laughs) okay so next they are shown something called the mountain of caution Mm -hmm. and from this mountain they can see people and they're walking back and forth in a graveyard Mm -hmm. and that's weird enough yeah. <laughs> but then all of a sudden these people start bumping into tombstones. Yeah. And tombs. Yeah, they're And they realize that they're blind yeah. people. And I'm at first the when I'm thinking man. this, I'm like, blind leading the blind, is this where we're going? Mm-hmm. And if so, why are they all in a graveyard? Like is it blind leading the blind and you end up dead in in you know mm-hmm. not in the celestial city, I guess. That was my first thought about it. Well, they ask the shepherds again, what's going on here? Yeah. And they go, well, did you see this style? <laughs> style way back. The road? <laughs> it's right where the path gets really, really rough. Mm-hmm. And when you go past that style, there's a place called Doubting Castle mm-hmm. with a giant named Despair that lives there. <laughs> and all these people... Mm-hmm. They went into Bypath Meadow to take an easier path. Mm-hmm. And Giant Despair caught them all and put them in Doubting Castle where he kept them for a while. Yeah. And then he decides that Despair is going to blind them. Mm-hmm. Giant Despair blinds them. Yep. So depression blinds them. Mm-hmm. And then puts them in the tomb. In, yeah, in the... Leads them up to the graveyard and leaves them there. Mm -hmm. Leaves them in the graveyard. How? Wow. There's so much just in that tiny little (laughs) snippet. Yeah. Uh, So, because all I'm like is depression keeps you blind to all the good in the world. Mm -hmm. It keeps you blind to a helping hand. 
Yeah. If you, if you, you stay blinded to the path. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see it. Mm-hmm. You, you can't get it. You just want, you're wandering back and forth. Mm-hmm. And the, the tombstone and the graveyard was just an interesting addition yeah. to what are you doing? Just walking around waiting to die? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. basically. I, well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you have you those also, thoughts and things yeah. and you ha- when you're depressed that have a lot to do with that. Yeah. And then you'll have people that'll lash out if they're depressed and just, mm-hmm. like, they'll wish they were because they're so unhappy. Yeah. And I don't... I, there's just... It's such a strong illustration yeah. of the grips of depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, you could also kind of think about them being in the in this graveyard. Is it's not a good place to be biblically? No, because you're unclean if you're around yeah. anything to do with death. Yeah. So there's a man. Or life. There's a man. That's one of the miracles of of Christ uh, that he exercises. Um, yeah, I remember many, many, many demons out of. We've we've um, talked about this one recently. Who lived in a graveyard? Mm-hmm. He yeah. was unclean because mm-hmm. he lived in a graveyard. Yep. Therefore, he couldn't have any help yeah. from the Jewish community because he was unclean. See, it's like a catch twenty yeah. two in the Bible. Mm-hmm. If you're unclean, nobody can touch you or be around you. Otherwise, yeah. they're unclean and they have to go and do all this ritualistic stuff. But you have to be observed as clean by one of the priests yeah. before you can re-enter society. Well, yeah. how do you get clean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he's living in this graveyard. Yeah. And he becomes possessed. I wonder which one went first. Evil spirits. Was it living in the graveyard and then the possession or the possession I'm, and then the graveyard? I'm not sure, but I'm going to go with probably living in the graveyard led to a series of events <laughs> that allowed him to become possessed. Um, legion, correct? Legion, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was... To me, one of the most interesting miracles in Jesus' ministry. Yeah, and it gets overlooked a lot. Or talked about in different yeah, in different ways. Well, you know, metaphorically. Well. No. Like, no. It's pre- it's, it, it's the power of Christ. Yeah. It's the power of God. Yeah. Well, later you're talking about Paul who exercises a man in Rome. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And the story about that is, is that Paul sees this man who's possessed and he exercises the demons out of this man in the name of Christ. Right? And then two Romans see him do it. And they did it in the name of yeah. Paul. And they're they? like they're like, Oh, this is so cool. Didn't they try to <laughs> We're do it? We're gonna in the go name do it. Paul? Yeah, so they walk around the city for days and looking for someone who's possessed. <laughs> and they, and they found, found one. one. And they go, Ha, ah, we you know, we exercise you in the, the name, name of, of Christ for whom Paul preaches. And they're like And the demon like goes, What well, who Paul is and I know who Christ is. I don't know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Like you have no authority here. <laughs> yeah. And but that because they don't know what they're doing. But Christ, the story of Christ doing that sets it up to show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything that Christ it's, did I mean, as a miracle fact, is a supernatural, as in it is more than natural. He just does it. But he's also yeah. showing and paving the way, saying oh, yeah. that I can continue to work through you. Mm-hmm. The power yeah. of God can continue to work through you by faith. Yeah, and that's something that is alluded to. So it's 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 not alluded to. It's the whole premise that this is, is not a magic trick. It's this not, is not for attention. This is to genuinely help people that need helping. Yeah, and it's and when when the apostles do it, like they make it very plainly clear, I'm not the one who just did this. Yeah. Well, let's also point this out, too, as you were talking about Revelation and everything yeah. with, with the other two. If, if Christ couldn't and didn't show that he had power over these evil beings that were on earth, mm-hmm. 
while he was on earth mm-hmm. in a physical form, it doesn't, it, it, you need that. You need that to lead all the way up through Revelation and what you read and what you mm-hmm. see and what is supposed to transpire because he is the ultimate weapon against the principalities. Yeah. He has come and defeated some of them, there, but not all of them have, there's still a battle to come. Yeah. And he's already proven that he's more than capable mm-hmm. of doing it. And not only that, but you don't have to fear because through faith in him, yeah. he can work through you. Therefore, you don't have to fear these beings. Mm-hmm. You can do this, and I'm not telling anybody to go out and try to like. Yeah, we we can strongly discourage be any of that in the head to anybody. Please don't, please don't. But it is definitely a a topic that you don't hear a whole lot about. Yeah. And when you do hear these brought up, they kind of go way out in left field when they decide to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, well, yeah. And it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Why you want to take the good parts and believe those, and then the bad parts where it talks about the enemy of God. Oh, well, that's all fake. That's all allegory. What they really mean is... No, it's like you if can... If you take you, away or add to the word... <laughs> yeah, you're lying. So, I, like, yeah. why Why are you... Why is that a style? Why is that a preaching thing? Why I don't you know. Do I that? think it's because it scares some people. So some people shy away from it. Well, parts of the... Bible are scary, just like parts of the world are scary. Yeah. you He wouldn't be a good father if he wasn't telling us the truth and how mm-hmm. to protect ourselves and giving us the whole, the old, you know, this is what happens yeah. when you don't listen. Because, yeah. let's be honest, there was a lot of not listening going on. So, I mean... I know that was kind of like an additional rabbit hole, but yeah, but I mean the significant, but like back to, back to just for a short amount of time. You're fine. Back to the story about the man in the graveyard. It's significant because he just does it. Yeah, and there he doesn't no have to ritual do ritual involved no. in cleansing the man. And he was clean, and he, he told him to go. He made the man clean. Yeah. He just made him clean. Yeah. And cast cast the spirits into pigs. Mm-hmm. Which went mad. And yeah. Like he just Ran did off it. Ran cliff. Yeah. I always found that to be such a striking miracle. And it's one that's not talked about very mm-hmm. often. Um, you talk, they talk about the healing and the... The five loaves. And raising the little girl from the dead. And, and, and walking on water. Yeah. A lot of healings are talked about. The mm-hmm. walking on water. The water into wine really isn't even talked about anymore. because, And it's the first one, really. Yeah. But uh, it's like we're picking and choosing parts of his life to talk about. Mm-hmm. When we need the whole, the whole ministry. <laughs> his whole life and his whole ministry. Yeah. In a whole. And... I think this is a good example of that happening where it's being picked bit by bit mm-hmm. to I, for what purpose though i i don't I don't understand it. There's so much more there when you read it mm-hmm. in context yeah. as it's written mm-hmm. so i i don't I don't understand i'm I'm never gonna understand it, I don't think. But as as the uh, shepherds are telling them all of this, yeah. they they say it's just like the wise saying, you know, he who wanders out of the way of understanding may wander into the congregation of the dead. Yep. And that kind of goes yeah. back to the people. If anybody's like preaching on anything that's just small and out of context, or you have something that's a supernatural thing going on, mm-hmm. um, that's a miracle, but I mean, it says this is a miracle that Christ did, and then you go, but this is what I really take from it. Yeah. 
when when you're doing that, you're stepping out of understanding. You're mm-hmm. wandering out of understanding. You're wandering out of the way. Mm-hmm. And you can very easily lead others, blind leading the blind, mm-hmm. out of the way this way. Yeah. That's why it's so important for people in a congregation to read for themselves and know it. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to be one of those blind being led by the blind. Yeah. Ignorance isn't an excuse when you get to heaven. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's we'll not. talk about that one later. <laughs> mm-hmm. I completely agree. Because, I mean, he's give us all the tools. Mm-hmm. We can't say we didn't have the tools. Yeah. And, and so, but, and of course, Christian and Faithful, after hearing this, they're about brought to tears because they realize how fortunate they are to not oh, yeah. be two of those blinded men. Yeah, and they they conveniently don't mention the fact like they don't talk about it at that all. That they know they have a little bit more experience with that <laughs> than than the shepherds now. They just you can just kind of see them like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we totally totally saw that style." Yeah. And just kind of look at each other out of the corner of their eye. Yeah, for real. That I mean, that's what you're envisioning in your head yeah. as you're reading yeah. this. <laughs> but so as if these first two aren't enough. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> There's another one. There's another one. And this one is a door. Yep. In the side of a hill. Mm-hmm. And that's a very weird... It, it's weird. Yeah. There's a door in a hill. It's a door. Because so, I kind of... At first, I'm like, well, maybe it looks like a mine shaft. Because I'm always trying to have this mental picture mm-hmm. of what you're talking about when I'm reading. Yeah. And... I'm like, well, not, and then, then it turns into just a normal door frame, like a full knob door. Mm-hmm. It, it landed somewhere in between for me. Yeah. Um, because it had to be something easy to get in and out of. Mm-hmm. Because what this is, when they ask, because they start smelling fire. Yeah. And brimstone. Fire and brimstone. And, and they're, they're like, hearing what? screams. Yeah. And they tell them, this is a byway to hell. And hypocrites go in at this byway. Mm-hmm. Now, before we even get into this, mm-hmm. I would like to point this out um, because Hopeful asks about the byway to hell and yep. hypocrites going in. And he's like, they all seem to be pilgrims. And the shepherds tell him that they were. And they all weren't at the same point in their journey. Mm-hmm. Um. So, if they're not all at the same point in their journey, that means that this door, this byway to hell, showed up for them mm-hmm. to take an easy route, yeah. whatever, or, or a decision. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not an easy way, but it showed up for them just like the path shows up for Christian. Yeah. When he's ready to, you know, after mm-hmm. he turned aside with world. Because a worldly wise man, the path shows back up for him because he repented and he was ready. Yeah. So if they weren't at the same place in their journey, they all didn't make it to the delectable mountains and then open a door and walk in. Mm-hmm. This showed up for all of these people at different points in their life and yeah. at different points in their journey. And I just thought that the correlations there was, it was just too much to not mention. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason to always be armed with your armor and to always be vigilant yeah. about what you're listening to and putting in your mind and your soul especially. Mm-hmm. But it lists several hypocrites. Yes. And these hypocrites are listed as Esau who sells his birthright, Judas who sells his master, Alexander who blasphemes the gospel, um, Ananias and his wife are also mentioned as well. I think mm-hmm. there was just the four, right? It was just those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you did a little more digging on these than yeah. I did. So Esau, the story of Jacob and Esau. Yeah. Esau is Jacob's twin, twin brother, who's really hairy. Total opposite stinky. of Jacob. Yeah, he's he's a hunter. He goes out. He's huge. He's a massive man covered in red hair. <laughs> and he goes out and he hunts all day. And he makes good stews that, that Isaac likes and, and all this stuff. And he's technically firstborn. 
Yeah. Because he came out first. But uh, I, uh, Jacob was holding on to his heel. His heel, yeah. When he... So, but because he's technically firstborn, he's heir. To the birthright. Yep, to the birthright. So he grows up, and because Isaac has a taste for game, mm-hmm. uh, like Esau is his favorite. Mm-hmm. Not only is he heir, but he's also his favorite. Mm-hmm. Jacob is his mother's favorite. Mm-hmm. Jacob has, it's made emphasis that Esau has, is really hairy. And Jacob, Jacob is, is not hairy at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so Esau is, um, is out hunting one day and he comes back and he's super duper hungry. Like, like I imagine him being on like starvation's door. Yeah. And, and he's like, and Jacob is cooking something uh, soup. Super. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's like lentil soup. Um, and he, uh, he's like, give me some of that soup. And he's like, first sell me your birthright. Wait, what? I just want some soup. Yeah. Like, sell me your birthright. To you? what's, what's it, it worth, worth to you? Like right now, in this moment, when yeah. you're starving. <laughs> and so uh, he's like, fine, fine. You can have all of it. Just give me some soup. So he soup. gives him some soup, and he eats it, and then he goes about his way. Yeah, because he doesn't take yeah, it seriously. He doesn't take it seriously. Which he should have. Yeah. So later on, when Isaac is on is on his deathbed, basically, um, he asks, he tells Esau, go and fetch some game so I can have some more of your awesome soup. Uh, and when you get back, um, I will get God to give you I will ask God to especially bless you because you're heir. Uh, and then you'll also get all my stuff. Birthright. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jacob and his mother conspire. Well, because well, Rebecca's the one that started it. She overheard it. Yeah. She, she overheard her favorite them to be years blessed. ago. Make that deal. So yeah. Isaac never knew about the deal. No, Isaac didn't know anything about the. But she did. So she conspires to have Jacob pretend to be Esau. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to wear his clothes to smell like him. Yeah. She made him go get a goat so she could fix the stew. Mm-hmm. She took the goat skins and put all over him. So all I think about every time I read that story is, man, Esau must have been hairy. Yeah, for real. I mean, <laughs> really? You gotta wear goat, goat skins. skins? Yeah. I mean, man. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So he he dresses up like him, right? Yeah. And takes some soup and everything. Yep. But they don't sound the same. No, they don't sound the same. And keep in mind, Isaac is pretty well blind at this point. Yeah. They're they're fraternal twins. And he's like, why don't you sound like Esau? And then he like touches him and he's like, oh, okay. So like you feel like Esau because you're all hairy. (laughs) And then you smell like him too. So you must be Esau. So he gets the blessing. Mm -hmm. Jacob gives him the blessing. Um, and then no, Esau, Isaac gives Jacob the blessing. Yeah, Isaac gives Jacob the blessing. And then Esau returns and is like mad. So he he basically chases him. Um, well, Rebecca like, warns him. Yeah, Rebecca tells warns him, him, him and helps him escape. Well, if I remember right, and I read this to our little one not too long ago actually. Mm-hmm. Rebecca tells him that she's going to get him to go to Laban. Yeah. Her brother. So he, he need, you know, and she's like, I'm going to tell your dad that you, I want you to find a wife from good people mm-hmm. <laughs> and not one of these people over here. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what she does is she goes and presents it to Isaac that way, that way saying, you know, I want him to have a good wife. So let me send him to Laban mm-hmm. that way that he can find a, a good person. And she got him out of there pretty yeah. quickly. So I'm not sure. Save his skin. I don't remember quite well whether, like Esau inherits all of the, all of Isaac's lands or not. Mm-mm. Jacob was blessed with everything. Yeah, and I he, know he gets when, God's blessing. When Esau comes to yeah. Isaac, he goes, "I have nothing left to give you. Mm-hmm. I gave it to Jacob. I gave everything to Jacob, and I mean he he blessed him that mm-hmm. you that you will be you know prosperous and that you will be." 
you know, but yeah. it was not the same. Yeah. And I think that because we don't really have an understanding of the birthright thing in present day ma- yeah. mainstream culture that it's hard for us to really understand it. Mm-hmm. But you have this person who didn't care about his birthright. Yeah. So much so that he sold it for a sold for a bowl soup. of soup. Lentil now soup. all of a sudden is super mad yeah. because yeah. guess what? His dad gave it to the other brother mm-hmm. who brought him a bowl of stew. Yeah. Quicker than you could hunt it and cook it. Yeah. So there's the hypocritical part. Mm-hmm. I, or at least that's what I take from Yeah, you didn't this. care about it then. Why do you care about it now? Yeah, but you care about it now, yeah. Um, so then Judas. Judas is pretty straightforward. That was pretty straightforward. He sells, he sells, he sells out Christ. Christ for 30 pieces of silver. Yeah, and then regrets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty straightforward. Silver um, is kind of a constant yeah. Selling people for silver. Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver mm-hmm. into slavery, I believe. Yeah. Um, um, then you get to Alexander. Okay. Who blasphemes the gospel. So was this the person you were talking about? Yes. Okay. This is uh, this is First Timothy one twenty. Um, so he's mentioned at the same time. As, yes. Okay. He is teaching antinomianism. Okay, that one's a big word. Yeah, antinomianism. Okay, then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what he's teaching is that because um, Christ is risen and has, and because of the sacrifice, uh, all all of the moral law has been fulfilled, all the debt is paid. Therefore, you can no longer sin in the eyes of God. Yeah, that's dangerous. Very. Um, Paul refutes this um, in Romans 6. Pretty strongly, right? Yeah, pretty strongly in Romans 6. But what he's talking about being fulfilled is Romans 10.4, Galatians 3.23, uh, through twenty five and Ephesians two fifteen. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna read all of them. No, every- um, but this is the fulfillment of this is it talks about like Christ fulfilling these these things. Yeah. Um. So all of the Old Testament law no longer applies. Well, certain in antinomianism. Oh, all of it. None all of, of it. it. Okay, okay. Because Christ he's talking came about, and... Yeah, he's talking about all of Levitical law, the Ten Commandments, like all of oh, that wow. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christ no, didn't come for... No moral law whatsoever applies anymore. Yeah. I mean, Christ even talks about the law that he came and... Re- mm-hmm. I don't want to say replaced... Yeah. But kind of like superseded. And most of that yeah. was the ritualistic part that had to do with the religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll have to look it up because the law is divided into different parts. Yeah. And they have different uh, names. or It's like a description of each section of the law. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to look that back up. Um, but that'll be definitely good to go through when we do... Yeah. The law. Maybe we'll break it up into parts like that because that would be a good way to examine it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Christ didn't come and supersede the Ten Commandments. No, he he, he no. added two more mm-hmm. to kind of be like the Twelve Commandments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, it mostly had to do with the rituals. Yeah, you don't have to sacrifice a goat now. Mm-hmm. When you you don't have to bathe. The, the ultimate sacrifice has been made. Yes. Uh, like all of that is done. You're all you covered. have to do is understand repent. that that has happened. Be repent. Be repentant. Confess that I yeah. am, that you understand who I am and what I mm-hmm. did, and be repentant. Yeah. That's what you do. Mm hmm. Sounds simple. It's not. No, it's super hard. It's really hard. hard. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so you can see you can see the danger in what oh yeah in what he's preaching oh, yeah. and why Paul specifically preaches against this idea. 
Well, he's we found and calls some him of out the in Timothy. false prophets immediately. Yeah. We we found them and examined some of them in the first couple episodes we did. Mm-hmm. Um, because false prophets were around then, and you've got people who are going around then using the teachings that were around of Christianity because the Torah was around mm-hmm. and and the the prophet books of the prophets were around. Um, so you had all of this information already. And then now you've got the people preaching about Christ and what he's done, proclaiming. It doesn't take a ton to tweak it. Yeah. Especially when it's new. But now we get it tweaked all the time and it ain't. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, words can be twisted and meaning can be twisted. Especially if you're preaching to people or teaching to people that may not know as much as you. Yeah. If you're new, if you were new coming to Christianity, mm-hmm. which one are you going to go to? The one that says that you need to be ready to give everything up at a moment's notice mm-hmm. in your life, yeah. material or your life. Yeah. Or this one that says, well, since Christ came, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You're covered. Which one do you think they're going to flock to? <laughs> Yeah. But that only lasts until the next phase of your life. Mm-hmm. And then you get to answer for it. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be... Mm-mm. Nope. It sounds too good. Mm. It, it can't... No. No. There's, there's always some work for anything that's worth having. There's always work. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing. You appreciate it more when you have to work for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that a, way you don't have to I work. watched that it was a very lengthy talk about antinomianism and that this that this man was making um in favor this is a recent recent talk that this guy was having it was in favor of um preterism and antinomianism together which I can see um, would run together. Yeah. Um, and it was quite lengthy. And the whole thing is him telling why the doctor, that doctor, why this pastor, uh, he is refuting what this other pastor is saying. So they're, this, they're in an argument. Is it this, an argument or a debate? Oh, no, it's an argument. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, a debate would be that two opposing sides can back their argument up. And discuss it. And discuss it. Civilly. An argument is one person is right and, like, one person is wrong <laughs> and kind of, like, can double speak their way into defending it. Um, anyway... That's not really the definition of an argument, but... No. <laughs> so, what he's talking about is... the the Almost the whole thing is him saying... Not justifying what he believes, but saying why the other guy is wrong. Right? Because he doesn't get the full picture. He's not talking about the same thing. Like, I'm not wrong because... This guy doesn't have the full idea of what I believe. Like, he's not getting it. He thinks I believe this when I don't believe that. Right? Okay. Uh, So he gives him this huge, long spiel. And then at the very, like, last, like, this is like 30 minutes worth of talking. It was grueling. (laughs) The last five seconds... He's going, he's like, oh, and then this is why antinomianism and, and preterism is, is correct because blah, 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 and the video cuts off. Yeah. Did they get tired like, of listening so his, to his, it? His, his actual justification for antinomianism and preterism is Super all of about five seconds of a 30-minute video, and then it cuts off. So you can't see the rebuttal. <laughs> No. (laughs) 
So, and it's him that cut, it's, it's the, this man that cut the video. So okay. he explains this whole time about why the other guy's wrong because he doesn't have the correct perspective, perspective mm-hmm. on what he believes, right? And then here's the five-second explanation about what I believe. Video ends. With no rebuttal. No letting no. the other guy speak. Nope. Okay. Yeah. You know what that's called? <laughs> Propaganda. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what that's called. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm glad you got to watch that. I don't want to watch that. Please don't I don't me. want no, I didn't want to, but <laughs> <laughs> So that's what Alexander Yeah, this is, is preaching about. Thing. And then you have Ananias and Sapphira. And there are their story is in Acts. Okay. And what they are called to do, I believe. Ananias is of priestly status. So, Levite, um, kind of, more than likely. Probably, I'm not sure. If, if you're talking Israelite. Um, yeah. Should be. So, probably a Levite. Ananias decides to sell property okay. and give the proceeds, sell some of his property and give the proceeds of that to the apostles. Okay. Okay. Very nice gesture. Yes. Except, he discusses with his wife, well, we're going to, we're selling all this property. Like, we should probably keep a little bit of this money. Okay. For ourselves. Okay. And Sapphira is like, yeah, we don't exactly have to tell them. But we kept some of it. How are they going to know? So they sell this property and they keep some of it. They've... They've already said, we're going to sell this property and we're going to give, give you, you all, all the, the money. money. And, and now... Turned around and... They've turned around and they're going, we're, gonna, we're only going to give you some of the money. So Ananias takes the money mm-hmm. and, uh, and goes to, meets with them and goes to give it to them. Um, and I can't remember if it's James or Peter... It's an apostle. Yeah. He goes and get, gives it to them. I hate that. I just read it today. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but he gives it to them. And I'm sure someone will correct me. Uh, they're like, wait a minute. This is not all the money. You said you were going to give us all of the money. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, why are you lying to us? Mm-hmm. So you think that it's okay to say that you're going to give us all the money and then deny God what you promised? Like, because you haven't promised it to us. You've promised this donation to God. Yeah. And now you're going to, like, go halvesies? Um, no. So Ananias falls over dead. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they order some men in to carry away his body and bury him. And while they're off burying Ananias, Sapphira comes in. Hmm. And is like, oh, did you get all the money that, that Ananias... Promised. Promised? And they're like, they're like, uh, yeah, was that all of the money? And she lied And she's it. like, oh, totally, that was all of the money. And then she falls over dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, first, first the apostle says, he says, the men who are burying your husband mm-hmm. will do the same when they, when they, they'll do the same for you when they come back. And then she falls over dead. Mm. So the men who just went and buried Ananias come back and there she is. So they pick her up and they take her away. They had a very tiring her. day. Yeah. You can just see them guys coming back and going, <sighs> Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) We just got done. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, they're liars. Mm Mm-hmm. And greedy. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. That, yep. So, don't make God a promise and then try to back out of it and lie about it. 
Well, I mean, Adam and Eve tried to lie yeah, in the very well, beginning. You find out very quickly when reading the Bible that everyone wants to lie to God. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Humans so are we, we inherently think for whatever bad reason we can like do the toddler promises. thing. Like, yeah. covered in paint. Did you get into paint? No. No. <laughs> no. Nope. So what paint are you talking about? You don't look blue like a Smurf right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Are you sure? <laughs> she doesn't realize where this is going. Did the dog get into the paint? Yes. Yep. It yep. was the dog. Child. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you know that's what it's got to be like to God. Like, I'm giving you, I'm giving you like, opportunities I'm, Like, here. come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, come on, come on. Tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Tell me the truth. Come mm-hmm. on. That's and then the, we're just like, no, yeah. no, no. Well, it's like no one wants to take like no one it's takes a responsibility. And Genesis it's an accountability. In Genesis three is like, uh, Adam, where are you at? And Adam is like hiding with mm-hmm. Eve because they're naked and they know it now. And he's like, um, I'm sorry, I was hiding. Because I'm naked. Um, but how's it going? <laughs> and God is like, who told you you were naked? Mm-hmm. Like, like right off the bat, like... Who told you this? Who told you that you were naked? Like, you shouldn't know that you're naked. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, what have you done? <laughs> Pretty much. What have you done? Uh, and it was her fault. It's Yeah. <laughs> he immediately blames... Her and God. Mm-hmm. Like, the woman that you gave me made me eat the fruit mm-hmm. from the tree. And then he's like, okay, Eve, what have you done? She did a little better. I will give her that. <laughs> she did a little better. Yeah. But she, she blames she blames the serpent. I was going to say she didn't blame yeah. God. Yeah, she didn't blame or, God. Or Adam. At least. But she, she blames the serpent. Right? So then... Like, when he's doling it out, the serpent gets it first, which we can go into uh, later. Uh, then then she uh, gets told some things, and then Adam. Then Adam gets told some things. But not a single person there took responsibility. For anything. For anything. That and we're they given, did. And we're given the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and humans, that's still... And the snake wasn't. A very huge... Do what? The serpent wasn't given the opportunity. No. Which leads one to believe that the serpent knew already better. knew and should have known better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he knew better. I look forward to when we do Genesis. Oh, yeah. We can, <laughs> we can also get into the fact that he's cursed. The The serpent yeah. is cursed to crawl on his belly. When snakes crawl on when their s- belly. Yeah, snakes already do that. So why mm-hmm. is it all of a sudden a curse for him to do it? Didn't I ask you that he, a while back? Was, yeah. Like the first time we ever discussed that. Was he not crawling on his belly before? Yeah. Yeah, There are these other things that are talked about. We'll get into it later. (laughs) We'll get into it later. That's a a rabbit hole on another continent, baby, compared to this one. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So that takes care of all the hypocrites (laughs) on the byway to hell. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. <laughs> so, they go up a, a high hill at this point called Clear. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind what they've just <laughs> experienced yeah. on the last three. Ugh. But they're trying, the shepherds are trying to show Christian and Hopeful the celestial city, the gate. Mm-hmm. You know, what they're what they're working towards, and they have a glass to look through for it. But after seeing those past couple things, they're shaking so bad yeah. <laughs> that they can barely see the glint mm-hmm. off of the city and the gate. Um, I just I, I think that's kind of funny, <laughs> I, <laughs> but they after they've done that and completed all of their rest and recuperation time, kind of. They get kind of anxious to leave 
they want to go ahead and get back on their way and get back on their path. Um, and the four shepherds give them advice and, and a few mm-hmm. things. So in some versions, it's called, they're given a note of the way. Yep. Other versions, it's called the map. Yep. Um, a pocket map, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so one of them gives them that, and they give them a map. Another one says, beware of the flatterer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you give me a map, and now you have this ominous saying. I, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. right? And then the next one is just about as bad. Don't sleep on enchanted ground. Yeah. Okay. I won't do that. <laughs> Thanks. Which, let's be honest. they If they had had advice of don't jump the wall, yeah. it would have been helpful. I mean, it seems kind of obvious yeah. to us, but... Yeah, if someone would have just said, any fence you see... Don't jump it. Don't don't jump over it. Yeah. That would have seemed kind of simple <laughs> Yeah. at the time. And like, why would I jump a fence? Mm-hmm. Of course I wouldn't jump a fence, but hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They probably wish somebody had said, don't jump a fence. Um, so it's nice that they tell them these things. And then, of course, the last one bids them Godspeed mm-hmm. before they go back on their journey and back on their mm-hmm. way. And we're getting towards the end of Christian and Hopeful's journey. Yes. Um, I'm figuring one, maybe two more episodes just depending on how long certain sections of their next... Mm-hmm. There may be long episodes. Part. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we are getting near the end of their journey. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited. I mean, we've been at this for eight weeks now. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. And then I figure, I don't know about you, do you think we'll go ahead and do part two with her? Or will we put that off till later? I'm not sure. We'll leave that. We'll table that for now. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, Because this has been a pretty lengthy series, but Mm -hmm. it's also good to hear them both together at the same time. This is true. Uh, So, do you think that's a good place to leave them before we start on the way? Because the next little bit's kind of in-depth and lengthy. Yeah, there are a lot of different characters that we can run into. A lot of discussion there. Yeah. so I guess we'll leave it there for now until mm. next week. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> As always, to hear us talk back and forth and, <laughs> and try to figure this out. I hope you get something out mm-hmm. of it. Um, we would love to hear from you. We have an Instagram and Facebook account. There are links mm-hmm. to those in the description. Um, we typically end with a quote, but for the past few weeks while we've been doing the series I've just been putting quotes from the book and from John Bunyan Mm. um, in uh, visual quotes on our Instagram feed and our Facebook feed for that matter Um, because there's just too many there's just way too many (laughs) from the book from him um, and if you'd like to check those out feel free to uh, uh, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or both. Um, it's a good way to get in touch with us too because we'd always love to hear from you guys what you think about what we're doing. Um, mm. And if you have any suggestions on what we do coming up or questions that maybe we could, if we couldn't answer, maybe we could at least direct you to some resources. Um, but I think that pretty well covers everything for this episode mm-hmm. um, if you don't have a copy of the book or you'd like to refresh or you'd like to give one as a gift there are links in the description that are um, Amazon affiliate links for us uh, to several different versions some are great for gifts some are good for kids some are audio some are Kindle some are just print mm-hmm. you've got modern English you've got old English I mean there's there's something for everybody <laughs> Yeah. as far as Pilgrim's Progress goes. But if you do decide that you would like to um, help out the show, uh, you could always do your Amazon shopping through any of those links. Um, and it doesn't have to be 
any of the books actually just shopping through yeah, our links everything. in the descriptions um amazon will provide us with a commission at no additional cost to you guys okay. and we just think that's pretty awesome so it's a very yeah. easy way to support the show if you like what we're doing um i think that pretty much takes care of everything don't you yeah all right then well i guess until next time keep wandering pilgrims <laughs>